Welcome to Riders at Arms, Soldiers of the Right Information. If you're an author, a filmmaker, or a content creator, this show is built for you. In each episode, we will talk about exclusive industry information coming from professionals who has quality work experience in the business of creating content. These professionals are coming from Hollywood, publishing houses, literary agents, who have answered questions for you, the new generation of aspiring content creators, to scale your way to the top. Hey guys, by the way, if you're having trouble on getting book readers to actually read your book, I suggest you start making your own social media content. This will help you to engage to a more organic following than any other marketing solutions out there. Now, speaking of social media content, we actually offer a book trailer service. This is for authors who wants to actually increase their book's visibility and convert them into book sales. Think of movie trailers for your book. That's what the service is. Now, you can use this video easily to promote on your social medias like Facebook, Twitter, or LinkedIn. In fact, studies shows that 96% of book readers say that videos influence them to actually make purchasing decisions. Now, if you want to boost your readership on socials, I mean, send us an email at info at legayabooks.com or give us a call at 1-844-819-3389. We will be talking with Australian author Carolyn Pullock. She has published four books, When Love Knocks, Sealed with a Kiss, A Date with Destiny, and Vendita of Love, all of which are currently available in your favorite online bookstores. Caroline is a dreamer and a romantic. She started her love for the written word at 16 when she began reading romance novels, eventually making her a fan of happy endings. She also has a background in drama, literature, journalism, and creative writing. Being a mother and a grandmother, she is also into arts and crafts, gardening and playing archery. Though having a shy personality, getting her stories published has always been a passion she wanted to pursue ever since she started writing. Today, Carolyn Pollack will be sharing with us about her journey in publishing books and her renewed plans for a classic book sealed with a kiss. Carolyn will delve into her self-publishing experience and how she marketed her book to reach more audiences. She's also letting us in on what readers will be looking forward in her book sealed with a kiss with its endearing main protagonist and the story that binds and brings them together. Carolyn is a believer of second chances and always trusted her works and the potential it has to reach the readers who wanted to read them. Let's hear more about these things in today's episode. Right off the bat, let's talk about your book, Sealed with a Kiss. This is one of your earlier works and I'm sure one of the most beloved stories you've written. What is the book about? Well, the plot is that uh, this outback grazier, his father's died and his father has said to him, look, if, if you don't marry, if you haven't got a family, then the property's going to go to Joe Blow out up the road somewhere, you know, it's going to uh, 
the family the family will lose the property. So the father puts in his will, look, if you're not married by the time you're 35, you lose the property. If you're not married and have a, have a family by the time you're 35, you lose the property. So he's been trying to get his father's will overturned. And, uh, and so he, this is where he comes across Peter, the girl, and it's just by pure chance that they meet. Uh, you know, she's, she's standard on the side of the road and then he breaks down as well and, and they, they meet each other this way and he gives her a lift and, and, uh, it's, it, which is, which you can see as being an everyday situation for people, you know, just, just to meet, you know, give, give somebody a helping hand and, and you, and it just goes on from there and, uh, and then Peter's business, she runs an arts and crafts shop, so her business is burnt to the ground one night and, and she's got nowhere to go and, and no, not, you know, nowhere to go, nowhere to live. So he says to her, you know, because of his predicament of having to, you know, produce an heir, have a wife and produce an heir, he sees this as his way out of fixing his situation and because she's got nowhere to go, she thinks, oh well, okay, and she likes him, and so she agrees to this marriage after only what, after only a couple of weeks of knowing him, a proper marriage, you know, they've, they've got to have a sexual relationship, they've got to try and produce a son or, or a child in a year. Basically the plot, as I said, it's set in the outback, and uh, yeah, that's basically it. It's basically a boy meets girl, and there's a happy ending. Well, Carolyn, it's always good to read about romance novels, and most readers get to grasp more of their connection with a book, right? When they really understand the characters, like where they're coming from and the things happening around them, right? Like our readers are for sure also looking forward to the characters that you have actually brought to life in this book and would want to know what the characters are actually like. I mean, that's how romance novels are actually built, right? They're built to make you connect to the love story. Well, I think they're down to earth. They're down to earth characters. They're, they're likable, they're everyday people. They going through situations that you can sort of see yourself going through. You think, you know, you could be reading, oh, hang on, I've done that. I've, oh, gee whiz, that's happened to me. You know, so I think I've captured the essence of what life is in, in a little way. That's the thing. You can say all this stuff, but people have still got to buy it or be interested enough to think, oh, gee, I wouldn't mind reading that. That, that looks like it's okay. You know how sometimes you'll go into a bookstore and you'll, you'll look at all different books, you'll browse, but a book's got to catch your eye for you to be able to, to think, oh, gee, I'm going to get that book. I'm going to read it. The characters, I think, I think are believable. You know, sometimes you'll read passages and you'll, you know, the, you'll get a bit of a smirk on your face thinking, oh yeah, okay, I've, I've, I've done that, or, or yes, I can see somebody doing that, or hang on, I know somebody who's done that. It, it's, uh, I think I've made the characters uh, real, for, for want of a better word, yeah. This has a very distinct location and characters. I mean, perhaps the way it is written is linked to your, you know, to your writing style as well. So what then was the inspiration of writing this story and, I mean, the characters in it? 
it's said in the in the Australian outback, which uh, and he's uh, he's a grazier. I think you call them you call them ranchers. Again, that was something as a as a kid that I wanted to do. I wanted to be a Jillaroo, you know. <laughs> so so I I wrote about something that I knew a little bit about. I always try to write about things that I know a little bit about, and then I'll embellish. I embellish on the information that I know. I I put it in there and. At the time when I wrote Silver the Kiss and all that, I had the hots for Harrison Ford. Oh, I, I just thought he was the most handsomest guy you'd ever you'd ever seen. But anyway, so I sort of made my character like I pictured Harrison Ford, and, and I made my character. You know, these big, strong, tough guys. You know, broad shoulders, tall. You know, that that sort of thing. And and my characters always sort of look a bit like that. So you started out as self-publishing with Sealed with a Kiss, right? I mean, how was the production process? I mean, was it easy? And what would be the things you want to improve now that you had that experience? Well, once I found out about Trafford, like the self-publishing, it was. It was just a matter of sending the uh, draft over to them. You know, or once I'd edited it and, and done everything to it, and it was as I wanted it, and I'd you know done the spell check and everything like that. I sent it over to them. I think the the hardest part, I think, was the cover because I didn't know what sort of cover to put on it. So it, it's just got a very plain cover. It's got seal with a kiss on the front, just in red writing. I was going to paint a cover for it. I like painting as well, but um, it ended up just being on a on a piece of scrapbooking paper or something like that. So that would have been it. And and. Trafford didn't suggest changing it, uh, so but I, I think if it was to get out there again, I would change the cover. Well, so after production, there's the marketing phase of you know publishing a book. How was your experience on this one, and what were your publishers and your personal strategies in you know marketing the book? Well, I tra like Trafford. It, you know, they they put it through Barnes and Noble and Amazon as well, and uh, so I just sort of left that in their hands. But over here in in Australia, I I had a book launch for it, um, and you know my friends and family came to that, and, and members of the public they they came, and and I sold a couple of copies, you know, and did signing and and all that sort of stuff. And uh, I, I went to market stalls. I don't know what you call them over there, like like fairs, sort of thing. And and I I set up a, a place, you know, and 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 where people could come and and browse and and look at look at the book. And and if they wanted to, then I'd, I'd sign it. And and I'd go to the various uh, places around Rocky, like some there's there's. Uh, We've got a place here called the Heritage Village, which which I went to. With there's a there's a place there's Mount Morgan, which is just a little bit out of Rocky, about a forty minute drive out of Rocky. I went I went there, and I put up I put a stall there. I went down to Calliope, which is about oh, an hour and you know, and I went like I went to all these places, and I did I did set up my stall and I did book signings and and all to, to try and get it out there because uh, and another reason was I did I didn't have the money to go into a full scale publication process either so that that sort of held me back a bit too but I did what I could 
with the limit with the limited funds that I had to try and get it. And then and then of course I like I had to buy I had to buy stock from Trafford to do that, which I did and I bought some like stuff to try and, and sell it so that I always had stock to take with me and, and sell it. Well, um, there's another part of the marketing process of the book, right? And actually, that's joining festivals. So how was your Pitch Fest experience and what were the lessons you've actually learned from that? Yeah, I went to a Pitch Fest. I, I got invited over for Steel with a Kiss to, when it was in uh, 2012. It was in um, Las Vegas. I went over there by myself and I was scared stiff because I was by myself. I've never done anything like that but I was determined to go and uh, you, you obviously know what a pitch fist is and, and you sit, you go around a panel of 12 people you know pitching your book to uh, different ones so I, I just said look it's it's um that one, one said to me I remember oh what what um you know how can you see this movie being, I did this book being made into a movie and, and I said, oh, like I couldn't see it being a big blockbuster movie, but looking back and looking at the movies that I've seen so far, I think, yes, it could, it, it probably could. I think if I had to pitch it again, having had the experience of going through it, I just think it, it, it would be a feel-good story that I think people would like it. I do. With those experiences as well as setbacks, in a way, I mean, as a new author back then, I mean, what kept you going and, you know, pursue to put your book out there for the world to actually read? I still believe that it is a good story and that it will stand up against anything of that genre that's out there. You know, I mean, it's not sexually explicit. It just lets the reader think, okay, oh, this is what they're doing, that's what they're doing. And, and I think that adds to the allure of it because you can use your own mind to think oh okay oh you know what's going to happen here what's going to happen there and and like with, with all romance books you know they're going to end up together and that they fall madly in love and all that sort of stuff but it's the story that gets them there you know the twists and turns that life takes to get people to realize oh gee i love this guy or for the guy to say, gee, I love this woman, what am I going to do, you know? So it, it mimics life in a lot of ways, I think. So you last published this book in 2007, right? I mean, how did you decide on continuing the process of getting your book out there right now? I've pretty much given up on anything ever happening with it because it had been too long. It had been out there too long and it had basically gone dead. I, did, I thought, oh well, but I was still proud of them because I'd written them, you know, I thought, well, that, that's something I did. But then this Legalia, Legalia, they got in touch with me. Out of the blue, it, it sort of just came out of the blue. I got an email from Ronald Maxwell saying, look, we're interested in your book. And, and at first I thought, oh yeah, come on, you know, this, is, this is a scam. No, I'm not doing this. And uh, I, at first I said, no, I said, no, I'm not, I don't want to do it. And Ron was a bit affronted because I, I basically said to him, oh no, look, I, I don't believe you're who you say you are. And then I rethought it and I think, look, I'm going to take a chance. 
Well, I mean, that's truly something a lot of our listeners would actually, you know, would love to hear. Authors always have roadblocks and failures in the publishing industry. I mean, it's so good to hear from someone like you who would like to do and take more chances, you know, in your desire to actually pursue your work and continue to be visible and achieve its highest potential with all the support it can get. You know, because as I said, every time I seem to take a chance in my life, I, I get slapped down, I get slapped in the face. So I thought, no, I'm going to take a chance on this. I'm going to see where this leads to. So I got back in touch with him and I said, look, I'm going to do this. I'm going to try again because I believe in my work. And so he has been working with me to, to get it out there. And, and at the moment, because of all this COVID-19, it's currently go out in an e-book form. So I'm, I'm basically putting my trust in this company And so far, it seems to be, they seem to be everything that they say they are. They've been helping me, they've been, they got me in touch with you and and the podcast has happened. That's never sort of happened before. So I guess I've I've taken a big leap of faith and said, okay, you know, come on, Carolyn, wake up to yourself. Let's try and do something that maybe um, have a bit of success and and let's do it. So that's basically what what I'm doing. Well, Caroline, thank you so much for this very wonderful time that you've provided us today. I mean, thank you for sharing to our listeners about your journey as an author and especially on the chances that you've actually taken, failures you've accepted and opportunities that you've actually taken advantage of. I mean, we are looking forward to know and hear more about your books and maybe more books to come. Thank you so very, very much for for getting in touch. We finally made it happen. (laughs) Thank you guys for joining us in this podcast. If you like this episode, please subscribe and share this to anyone who you think needs to hear this message. And remember, keep writing and see you in the next episode.